You are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Coffee with Kim. I invite you to journey with me to a new day. I believe God has led you to this moment and this place because he is about to bring purpose and potential to your story. So join thousands of women and men from around the globe who have discovered how powerful their stories become once Christ touches them with his purpose. Don't you long to make this same discovery? Then grab your coffee, scoot in, and join me as we let God's Word reveal how every part of your past has been preparing you for this very moment. For many of us, life can seem like one disappointment after another. Relationships that don't work, careers that never materialize, dreams that dissolve. Today, our guest has known deep disappointments. She's here to tell us that that's not where the road ends. Disappointment is not a dead-end place. There can be way more ahead of us than what has been behind us. Hello, everyone, and thank you for stopping by for coffee, conversations of friends of faith to encourage and equip. I'm Kim Crable. I'm your host, and I'm delighted that you're going to spend these next few minutes with us. Today, we have stopping in for coffee, Kathleen Hardaway. Yes, oh my gosh, you're going to love her. Kathleen is an inspirational speaker. She's an author, and she's someone who's been a guest on many TV and radio shows before. You're going to maybe remember her because she was on staff of Precept Ministries with Kay Arthur for over 30 years, which is hard for me to believe because she doesn't even look like she's over 30, but that's what the paperwork says. For over 30 years, and she's worked as a director and manager for Christian Program for over 20 years. Today, I've invited Kathleen here to talk about her new book, and you're going to love this, and it couldn't come at a better time in our world. It's called Dare to Dream Again. So get your pencils, get your pieces of paper, because throughout today's program, Kathleen is going to share with us how disappointments can truly lead us to great fulfillment. So hello, Kathleen, and welcome to Coffee. Thank you for coming in and stopping by today. Good morning, Kim. What an absolute joy to be with you this morning. I knew when we met at the NRB that it was a divine appointment, and it certainly was. And here we are today. I know, and I felt the same way. You know, there are those people that you're just in awe of. I just have to tell you, Kathleen, and you were just one of those people. I can remember I hosted a breakfast at NRB for the TV host there and the people, and um, when I saw your name on the list, I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, this is so exciting. I couldn't wait to meet you. You're just one of those people who have such a reputation for loving the Lord, being such a godly woman, a woman of wisdom. And, um, you know, and you know what I love? In the midst of all that, you're a real woman, too. And, and I'm so honored now to know you and be able to call you a friend and, and seeing what God has in the future for us. So, um, so I say all that to say I truly am honored to have you here uh, because of who you are and what God has done through you and, and the words of wisdom that you share. So, uh, so let's get straight. Let me ask you, Kathleen, where are you? Where are you? I'm I'm in Baltimore, Maryland. Now, where are you? Uh, Chattanooga. I had I grew up in Nashville, and so I was uh-huh. just so blessed to grow up in a Christian home. I never dreamed. Um, that um, growing up in a Christian home, I had my, my parents were, uh, my dad was a pastor, and um, I never doubted my parents' love. You know, as you get older, you realize what a blessing that is. I, I, mm-hmm. When you look back on your past and you, you start reviewing your life, and um, I was the youngest of four. Yes, I was, mm-hmm. uh, I was, I was the baby, and so I did anything <laughs> to get attention, and especially with boys that was um I can remember it's it's crazy I can remember having grade school boyfriends and uh, mm-hmm. and so I my my whole focus really was I, I look back on my education was on boys and men so they'll tell you a little bit about my past they weren't good my grades weren't good <laughs> so that was my <laughs> boyfriend 
And so oh, then I, all I did was focus on dreams of getting married. You know, I never dreamed that I would one day grow up and to this day never be married and never have children. And um, that's, that's – but, you know, I never thought I could have so much joy living alone. That's only mm-hmm. the Lord Jesus. So it's been mm-hmm. a journey. Mm-hmm. Well, thank, thank, thank you for that. Thank you for sharing. Uh, you've already opened up so many ears in the audience of, of you know, because so many people live without their, what they thought was their truest dream to ever be fulfilled. And, you know, Kathleen, I, I look at this book, it says dare to, to uh, dare to believe again, boldly live out your God given dreams. And, and I read through all the you know, all the advice that you have on here. And, yeah, I just have to ask you, we've heard a little bit, but I have to ask you, you know, why did you write this book? Because really from all that we see and hear from you, it it looks like you haven't had too many disappointments in life, but this book is all about daring to believe again after disappointment. So what was your why? What what was it that compelled you to write this book? Because I – you know, God tells us in the world we'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Mm-hmm. You know, we, you know, even though in some ways people look at my past, it was my growing up mm-hmm. in, a, in a Christian family, and I, oh, well, you know, you had this idealistic life. Mm-hmm. You know, but then life comes along, and even though my dream was to be married, I had great disappointment. Kim, you know, I'll never mm-hmm. forget when I was about to turn 40, here again at the NRB, I was in L.A., and I walked on an elevator, and this nice looking gentleman says, Hey Kathleen. And I was like, Hey, how does he know my name? You know, I was like, Oh, I forgot to have my name badge on, but <laughs> you know, it's like, he was clever. And you know, we, we started um, this, uh, he started pursuing me. And I, I mean, obviously I wasn't looking, I wasn't, you know, and, and this was back in the day before digital and, and texting and email. And he wrote me this hand, long handwritten letter. I'm beginning to tell my age. And he just talked about how he wanted God and his family to be first and all these things. And I was falling hard fast, and you would too. I mean, he was in ministry. I was in ministry. And um, I'll never forget. I got the phone call. I'll never forget this. You know, you remember these turning points in your life. And he, um, he said, you know, I've been praying. And I don't think I'm supposed to pursue you anymore. I mean, he was coming on strong, you know, sending the Valentine cards, doing all the and I'll, I'll never forget it. I was just standing there in my bathroom. I was holding my phone, and tears just started going down my face. And, and I was just—I oh. I just thought to myself, God, please, not another one. But it was another one. Yeah. It was another one. And what was I going to do? You know, all these years I'd taught Sunday school. I'd taught. I'd, I'd been a speaker. I'd done all these things. You know. And then mm-hmm. I reached a turning point. I thought, you know, I, I really don't want to live anymore. I, re- you know, God, mm-hmm. have I not served you? I've not done all these things for you. I, I really don't want to live anymore. And I thought about killing myself. I really did. I really thought, you know, the razor blade would hurt. I don't know, but I don't know what's going to hurt any worse than I hurt right now. And um, yet I thought, you know, I think killing myself would hurt my testimony. (laughs) I really thought it would hurt my testimony. (laughs) You know, I spent my whole life trying to, you know, walk my faith. And so that was not an option. You see, we come in life and we have a choice. Are Mm. we going to walk with the Lord or are we going to walk away from the Lord? I was kind of mm-hmm. at that real turning point. And so, uh, um, you know, I taught this verse many, many times in Romans eight twenty eight. We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who called according to his purpose. Well, mm-hmm. you know, could that be true in this situation, I thought? Could that be true? Because I was mm-hmm. facing, you know, if I get much older, I'm not going to have children. I'm got, you know, I was facing all these things. And so, yeah. you know, God did use it for good. He did use it for good because, you know, out of that came my first book, I Kissed a Lot of Frogs, But the Prince Hasn't Come. And everybody told me how that couldn't happen, that couldn't possibly happen, you need to do this, you need to do that. Well, it did happen. I just took the next step, and I was published with Moody Publishers. Then out of that came interviews, and I was doing all these kind of things I could never have dreamed I could do. And so what you do, I want to encourage people to know that no matter your past, no matter your heartbreak, no matter what has happened, that you must dare to believe again in whatever circumstance you're in and that is why i've written this book dare to believe again boldly live out your god giving dreams and i i love the title because you're always here and dare to believe and what I, I just dare to believe again and i think about how many times we lose hope 
and we lose our dreams. You know, uh, Kathleen, I, you know, what you just said about feeling that pain just breaks my heart. To, you know, where you get to the point where you just think, gosh, the pain is so much. I don't even know if I can stand to live. I, I, I've been there. I know what that's like. I, there are a lot of people. I, the statistics right now of uh, suicide and depression and in the state of our world is, is escalating every day. And that's why I think that today your message is so important and everyone needs to buy this book because it helps you to understand that sometimes, I guess, our dream was just not God's dream and you have to dare to believe again. I had my son really was, you know, his dream was to play baseball and he he had one of the best arms, you know, around, and we had all these incredible uh, opportunities. Over 200 colleges begging for him to come uh, to their schools, three pro teams just waiting to sign him. And he was using that for God's glory. He carried his scripture. He put his scripture on the top of his baseball cap. He had his little cross in his pocket. So he was doing everything right, like what you were doing, and like many, quite honestly, like many of our listeners are doing right now. And it was like, okay, this is going to be great. This is God's plan. I'm going to use this platform for his glory. I'm going to help lead all these young boys to the Lord because they're going to know me and know I know love the Lord. What happens? He rips out his labrum, and no longer can he play baseball. You know, just like with you and what you just talked about with him and his baseball career and people who have lost their jobs, who have lost loved ones, who are losing hope today, that is a devastating moment in people's lives that you can't just pray away or wish away. It is, Kathleen, isn't it true? It is a dare to dream again and then be able to know what biblical principles to live out so that you can truly make that practical and not just some kind of cute saying that it is a practical application in God's economy to learn to believe again, right? Exactly. You know, um, like I said, I mean, you know, we know these verses are lots of times if many have grown up in the church or whatever, and you can yeah. quote them, but reality, can you walk in that? And another time during that time, I said, well, how did you make it? Well, I just, took the next step I, I just made it through the next day and I clung to Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I know in this in the context we're talking about Israel but but so many it's so true to us though for I know the plans yes. I have for you declares the Lord plans for welfare not for calamity to give you a future and a hope and I kept just clinging 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 God you have a plan you have a future you have a hope I don't understand it I don't understand it I don't understand it but you just keep walking and you just keep going and it's and and if you take that scripture and combine it with the one that you just that you just gave us Romans eight twenty eight and we know that all things God will cause all things to work for His good. I mean, it gets to the point. I know in my life, and I hear it in your life, and that's what I want our our listeners, our audience to hear today. Is sometimes you have to you have to you have to act upon it even before you can believe it, right? I mean, you just have to take that mental fortitude of going. I'm not going to give up. I'm going. I'm going to keep doing. What if? What if? What God is saying is true. That's exactly right. And during that time in your life, and I tell people today, just think about it. You know, there's probably people that have more money than you, or there's somebody that's going to have less money than you. And or you can, mm-hmm. you know, don't compare your life to others. That's a very dangerous thing. And that to me is the downside of social. That's really. Yeah. If I'm struggling with you know today you know well you know look at this, the holidays and I'm not married I don't have children I don't have grandchildren I don't you know I have to be very careful and I just encourage yeah. anybody don't compare your life it's just a dangerous place to be you see because you know if you if today you have breath today you have your health today I would just get up and say you know we take for granted that I just fixed my cup of coffee this morning I mean you know yes. so yes. many of us in America we take so much for granted, but we're richer than most people around the world. Well, no matter what mm. your income is, you're probably richer than most people around the world. So um, mm. I, that's just one thing uh, I would have to do. I'd wake up and go, well, I, you know, I feel good today. I can get out of bed today. And Johnny Erickson Titus was someone that God has used greatly in my life. And during that time, when I mentioned that about that gentleman who was 
mm-hmm. when I was 40 and making that real turning point in your life. And I just thought of Johnny. And I remember laying there and I thought, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to get out of bed. And, you know, and yeah. Satan is just hitting you with so many lies, especially if you're thinking and having doubts about not wanting to live. Well, I knew that was Satan because he wants to kill, steal, and destroy all our lives. So I thought, I got to right. do something. So I rolled out of bed and I grabbed the book by Johnny Erickson Tata, Having Your Real Home. And I propped yeah. that book open and she began saying what she missed. And she said, you know what I would give if I could just throw back the covers and get out of bed. And that just leaped off the page. I didn't, I could shut that book and know God was mm-hmm. saying, throw back the covers and get out of bed. You can get out of bed. And so um, it's, it's just, it was just a real, God really uses her in my life and, and Mm -hmm. others, you know, and so um, we can get out of bed. I can get out of bed and, and, and can you believe it? She's um, been in that wheelchair. I think I read from last year over 50 years. And so, um, and for anybody who doesn't know her, she was the one as I, was it, it, was she a teen? Uh, She was very young when she she dove into shallow accident. Uh-huh. And paralyzed and how God has used her life. I mean, I actually ran, was able to meet her at the uh, last NRB and I, what a, what a, I was in awe that to think that her God's plan was manifested in her life to living in a wheelchair, learning to draw and write with a pencil in her mouth, learning to be able to share God's hope not being able to move, you know, that is a drastic uh, look in daring to dream again, isn't it? And that, that helps yeah, all of exactly. us. Yeah. Because Johnny but, chose and she chose, you know, I remember when she first had it, she said, you know, she was on that striker frame and they'd flip her over and they put a Bible underneath that frame as she was just trying to walk through this. And she said she had the choice. Was I going to yeah. be bitter or better? And boy, did she get yeah. better. And look at the millions of people she's impacted. Oh, millions. And think about the the rewards that she will one day have in heaven. You know, somehow, Kathleen, how is it, or why is it, do you think, um, that so many times that we think, uh, we get in our mind that if we're doing everything right, if we're teaching Sunday school, we have the scripture on the app, we, we, you know, we, we're doing all, memorizing, every, we're doing everything that's right. Why is it that we have this mindset that life is going to be right? It's going to be the way we wanted it to be. It's going to be our dreams that come true. Don't you think that's where our greatest disappointments come in? That I do think that. I mean, like I said, we can focus on what we don't have or focus on what we do have and what and we know with the Lord Jesus, that's where the joy comes from. I mean, I used mm-hmm. to like to watch the Barbara Walter specials. And uh, yeah. it's interesting because you can look at all these people, all of them, all the different people that she interviewed with all the fame, all the money, all the um, – I was just looking at somebody yesterday, um, and um, I want to mention their name, very well-known uh, singer, and they're so empty. I mean, they're so empty without the Lord. I mean, they don't know the Lord. They're just going to keep searching, and all the money's not enough. All the fame's not enough. They're not going to stay on top. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just the Lord Jesus in us that gives us that joy, gives us that purpose. Absolutely, absolutely. And you, I wanted to tell our audience, audience, if you would like to call in, we are going to take a limited amount of, uh, I try to uh, call today, if you'd like to call in, if you have a question about something that's going on in your life that you would ask, Kathleen, the number is 347 324 and you can press 1. That's 347 347- Three two four five two four six, and be sure and press one so that we know that you're there. So, Kathleen, I I love your honesty. I feel like that that's where we as believers truly make a difference. Uh, is to be able to share that we battle too, and the things that you know we're not exempt from anything that's going on in this world. The only the only difference we are is we're in this world. We're just not of this world, and so we we have to take on a different mindset. And in your book, and, and listeners, again, the name of the book is called Dare to Believe Again. It's just a beautiful cover. It's boldly live out your God-given dreams. And that's the secret right there, your God-given dreams. Because, you know, we get so caught up in what our dreams are 
But God birthed us with his dream. And sometimes to live out that dream takes a lot of courage. In chapter four of your book, Kathleen, you talk about the courage to change, to be fearless again. And I love uh, this chapter where you say courage is contagious. Talk to us about that type of courage if someone is out there today and they're thinking, gosh, well, what Kathleen is saying makes a lot of sense. My dreams are shattered. This COVID has really messed up my life. But there's still something I know God wants me to do. Talk to that person about having the courage to, to take that step like you did. Well, I'll, I'll never forget, um, you know, there's speakers in your life that you hear, and I've had the blessing to hear many. And I'll never forget the woman that walked up to the microphone. She said, I never dreamed that I would hold a gun up to a bank teller's face and say, give me all your money. And, boy, did she capture my attention. And so I'm, you're on the edge of your seat wanting to hear the rest of her story. And she went on to say that her and her husband robbed banks that uh, she was put in jail, finally caught, 21 years in solitary confinement. Now, that looks like a dead end. Wow. Time. But I remember yeah. just hearing her story and just captivated. And it just, you thought, that's a dead end. That, that sounds like a dead yeah. end. But, you know, they <laughs> gave her a Bible, and she gave her life to the Lord, and she wow. surrendered her life. And then she had hope. She said, I had joy sitting in a jail cell. Sounds like that possible mm. ball, doesn't it? And there she was. But then they said, well, we want you to think about and pray about a project. And she came up with this project. And now most of our listeners probably have heard of Angel Tree Ministries. And I'm talking about Mary Kay Beard. She died just a few years ago. But, you know, Mary, think about Angel Tree. Yeah. People who have gone in there, uh, they've gone to the mall, they've gone to the stores, they've seen the tree, the Christmas tree with a little white paper and you take mm. that off and you buy uh, a gift for those who are in prison. And and this and, and so her ministry grew to the point where in prison fellowship, I mean, literally, a woman who was in jail and they let her out early, who's now impacted millions of children, and that will live on and live on and mm. live on. That sounded like a dead end, but she, but God has used her and impacted her. And, and no matter your past, if you're listening today and you think I have blown it so many times I've been married three or four times whatever it is God wants to tell you that it's not too late it's not Mm. too late he wants to use you and he makes all things new I love that I love that. It makes me think of that verse that, that's in my book that I start out with, Matthew eleven twenty eight, where he says, Come to me, ye who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And that word rest means reversal in the Greek. And that word burden, if the, if the people are out there, as you're listening, you feel like I'm so burdened because of some of the things that, you know, that Kathleen's talked about, and I, I feel this in my stomach. It's too late. I'm too bad. Um, this COVID is just wrecked my life I've done like this bank teller you know whatever it is or else maybe it's just procrastination whatever it is you know God's promises and there's all these scriptures that Kathleen have given but this this is truth this isn't pop psychology this is God's truth and he says there come to me with this weariness come to me with those burdens I can reverse that. And the way he reverses that is that word burden in the Greek, it means a task in waiting. In the midst of our deepest pain and hurt, just like with this woman uh, with the angel tree, sitting in that deep, dark loneliness, God birthed something that reached the nations. And Kathleen, the Bible says he's not a respecter of persons. What he will do for one, he will do for the other. And that tells me there's a lot of things in God's people that it's time for them to be birthed. It's time for us to give those our, our new our new dreams to God and and truly begin to believe, dare to believe again, so that we can see the manifestation of God at work in our nation beginning now today. Absolutely. I mean, just think about it. I mean, I just over and over we must we must we must turn up our lights. I mean. Yeah. I think that's part of the problem with um, with our, what's going on in our nation. The church got silent. We got yes. fearful. We 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 got well. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to. You know, I'm scared. I'm going to step, step. You know, step on toes. I'm scared. I'm. You know, you walk in the spirit. Walk in love. But we must. We must. I'm shocked 
Kim, I'm shocked. When, every time I speak, I've been trying to. I don't always, but I, you know, I ask people, do you know your spiritual gifts? And I'm blown away by the believers that don't know what their spiritual gifts are. And I just encourage right. you today, if you don't know your spiritual gifts, do a study on spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians 12, yes. 14 through 21. To summarize, every part of the body is important. So you think, well, you know, I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm not a speaker, I'm not a writer, I'm not... You know, every you think about all the people who taught preschool. Well, they taught the Billy Grahams. They taught the Charles family. Right. They taught the, you know, you don't know who you're impacting. I I got a uh, uh, instant message the other day from a longtime friend, and she said, you have no idea. You know, I wanted to kill myself, but you have no idea how you impacted my life. And I don't even hardly wow. remember it. And I, I wow. just, I don't even remember that. But you just don't know what you say, what your encouragement will do to someone just by praying, pray, pray, pray for them, or encourage them, smile, write them a note. You have no idea. You yeah. might be saving their life today. Well, that's right. And we get, we get so hung up on the big things, we forget it's the small things that really touch people's lives, like what you just talked about. In your book, you have the, uh, I love this quote by Billy Graham, courage is contagious. When a brave man or woman takes a stand, the spines of others are often Stiffened, and that's what you're saying. We are to be an influence in our world, and as we take our stand, then it helps others to stand beside us. And we can, because another quote in your book that I love so much Isaiah 41:10, do not fear, for I am with you. God promises us that we don't have to be anxious, for He is our God, that He will strengthen us, that He will help us, and He will uphold us with His righteous right hand. And that's enough right there for us to be able, if we can hang on to that and never feel alone, because I know that there are people out there who are like you, Kathleen, that have, they've longed for a mate or their, or their mate has died. Or, uh, you know, I was talking to a woman the other night who, who is on our, in our coffee Bible study that's online on Tuesdays, and she's in Georgia, and she was talking about her husband. He did pass away a few years ago at a very young age, and she said, I felt like my my influence was gone. I didn't, I didn't have a role anymore. But through the study that we're doing, growing through what you're going through, she said, I realized I do have influence. It didn't die with my husband. I have to stand alone, and I have to, like, I'm going to send her this book, Dare to Believe Again. So, um, so thank you for this book. You know, Kathleen, our time is flying by quickly. We're going to have to take uh, a 30-second break, and when we come back, we have so much to talk about. I love your chapters about not giving up, uh, to, to keep on fighting on. But I believe what, where I want to land um, is I thought we were going to do something else. But I want to talk about how we must understand how God made us. I want to talk to our listeners about how unique they are. You kind of led us into it. I want to talk about that, and then I want to go into how to dream again. So um, I'm going to, let's, Kathleen, let's just take a 30-second break. And listeners, if you have a question, I know you're taking notes, um, and probably I don't know if you have time to call in, but if you have a question, you can call in at 347-324-5246 and talk to Kathleen. If not, you keep taking those messages and uh, her, writing down her wisdom because we are going to give you information on how you can reach her after the show. So, Kathleen, we're going to take a 30-second break, and then we'll be right back, friend. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee, Conversations of Friends of Faith to Encourage and Equip. Today, we have an incredible guest with us, the one and only Kathleen Hardaway, and she is sharing about her books. Uh, she's an inspirational speaker, but her book, Dare to Believe Again, is one that you must pick up. Before we get back to Kathleen, I want to just give you a little information. I'd like to invite you to like us on our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Roses and Rainbows. 
visit there each morning. I do a live at 9 o'clock and sometimes have special guests on. So we would love for you to be uh, a part of that. I'd also like to uh, invite you to watch our teaching series on different different networks like NRB TV. You've heard Kathleen and I talk about NRB today, Inspiration Parables, and, and other, other places that you can catch us. I'd also like to invite you to uh, download the app, Life Network for Women. I'm doing um, a live uh, feed there every Thursday at 10 o'clock Eastern Time, and love for you to be a part of that. I think I'm going to call it the gathering place, the place where God's people gather for God's grace and his guidance. So meet us at 10 o'clock each Tuesday at 10 o'clock a.m. Would love to have you there. Okay, well, we're going to go ahead and get started. Our time is going by so quickly, and I'd like to welcome back to the show Kathleen Hardaway. Kathleen, again, thank you so much for joining us today. I know you're a busy lady, and I love your writings, and thank you for just sharing your wisdom with our listeners today. Now, what a joy to be with you today. Well, we we love it, and I'm planning future things for us to do because I just, I love your heart, and I love, you know what I love, um, Kathleen, I love to, I just love to talk with people who know uh, what God has called them to do and and are helping others to know what God has called them to do so that we don't have to compete or we don't have to compare, that we truly can use our gifts to help um, complete one another. And I think that's what your book is. I know that's what your heart is. So in thinking about that, we have to get to the place of where we don't compete. And in your chapter, page 52, chapter 6 in your book, you say you have to understand how God made you. So tell me what that means to you. Oh, I'll tell you, Kim, you know, one of my greatest joys in life, I mean, this truly is to encourage people. I mean, that mm-hmm. is one of my greatest joys, whether I just, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're going through a checkout line and you just encourage the cashier or if I'm writing a post, I'm writing a book, I'm talking to you, the listeners, that gives me great mm-hmm. joy. And what do I know from that? But and also, like I mentioned earlier, about so much the importance of studying spiritual gifts. So I encourage anyone today who does not know what their spiritual gifts are to do a study. I mean, there's lots Mm -hmm. of them out there. I studied this young, and I did an in-depth study young when I was a young believer. And it made all Mm -hmm. the difference because you're not just running here and going there and doing. So I know that my two primary gifts are exhortation and evangelism. And everything Mm -hmm. I do pretty much fall around those two gifts and so mm-hmm. i understand that and so i encourage anybody please 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 do a study on spiritual gifts if you don't know what those are but also we've been given talents and sometimes they yeah. they over you know they someone could be an incredible singer and they have the gift of exhortation and they love to sing and they're singing to encourage and that god could use those talents i did not know i could write until i felt like god said sit down and write i kissed a lot of frogs and so <laughs> I sat out and I started writing and somebody later said, you wrote that? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I did. And, um, and so later I, I didn't know that that was a talent. That was a gift that God has given me. But we also have our temperaments. You know, back mm-hmm. in the day when everybody was kind of trying to figure out, oh, it was a big deal when everybody was talking about, oh, I'm phlegmatic, a choleric, a melancholy, yeah. a sanguine. Well, I think this has some merit. I mean, I think – to understand who you are. I'm I'm very sanguine, you know, just very positive, love people. And mm-hmm. so, but those three things I think make you uniquely you. And so when you mm-hmm. understand those three things in your life, I believe you can just go forward so much more. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know my spiritual mm-hmm. gifts. I understand what my talents are. These are my temperaments. I'm going forward. And mm-hmm. so I think that's just, I, I talk a lot about that in that chapter. So you need to understand mm-hmm. how God made you. I mean, really pray about it. Ask God, you know, there's some great spiritual gift test out there. I give a link to Jim Dennison's book, I mean, yeah. on, online that he has a spiritual gift test. You can do that as well. But I also mm-hmm. encourage you to study. Don't just do a test, but also study. I love, I, I love that because when we know how we're made, when we understand ourselves, and it helps us to understand other people, it helps us to relate to other people, and it helps us, and quite honestly, it helps us to learn to say no. 
you know, we're such yes people, aren't we? We say yes to so much that we get so overwhelmed that then we just back out because we feel like a failure. One of your chapters here is about feeling like a failure. But we feel like a failure because we're out of our lane. That, that's what I, when I read that book, I put a note above that where I put just stay in your lane. That's how, that's how I think about it when, when I think about who I am. And you give three examples. You give Kay Arthur, you give Billy Graham and Zig Ziglar, and you said, I'm so thankful that each of these people are so different, but they did what God wanted them to do, and we glean wisdom from different people by doing what they do best. And uh, it really does, uh, for me, it's helped me to be able to say no and feel good about it because I know that there's someone who is gifted in that area that's supposed to be doing what I was just asked to do. That is so true, and I, I, that's exactly right. See, Satan mm-hmm. wants us nothing more than to just, just be busy. So we think if yeah. we're busy. You know, every if you were to go into a particularly a large church when there's so many needs and of course even a smaller church it might even have more needs so there's churches you go into you think well they need this and they need this and they need the choir they need and you feel you go running around and you're going crazy thinking i've got to feel that need i got no 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 that's that's then you're just going to be completely burned out when you're doing that and 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 there's a season when you might have to step out of your gifts i'll never forget i was part of a church plan everybody needed to help take their turn setting up chairs and doing all these things. So there's times that you do step out of your gift sometimes. Obviously, mm-hmm. There's a man laying mm-hmm. in the road. <laughs> you don't go, hey, you know, sorry, help. It's not my gift. See ya. You know? So there's going to be times, you know, when, when you do have to step out of your gifts, obviously. But it's like you said, I love that. Yes, yeah, stay in your lane if if you can yeah. and, 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 and just go for it. So it's so mm-hmm. important. Absolutely. You know, what you just said made me think of that old saying, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. Have you ever heard that? And it's so true. We can get so busy. It's like we we wear this badge that says, I'm busy, 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 thinking that that's a good thing. And, you know, God doesn't overwhelm us with busyness. As a matter of fact, wasn't it he who said to Martha, 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 (laughs) Mary's chosen what is best. Sometimes we have to just stop. I, I read something this morning I love. It says we have to sit with Jesus before we can serve him. And I, I just love that. And we, oh, we that know that. So true. I, yeah, I that just so love that. You have in here a quote, our greatest fear should not be a failure, but of succeeding at something that doesn't really matter. Well, that hit, that really hit my heart. D.L. Moody said that. What'd you, why did you add that to this book? Well, because I think, you know, we're in a society where um, it's interesting that we put so much on success and wealth, mm-hmm. and uh, that's just that's just the world we live in. And I mm-hmm. wonder if God, you know, when I think about this pandemic, I, I wonder, I've really been praying for the pastors. I've really been mm-hmm. praying for our churches, because I really think, it, you know, it's like, you know, I didn't have children, but I know when people go, now you, you go in time out and you sit and you think about what you've done. Yes. And I feel yes. like God, you know, really, really trying to speak to the to the leadership of our churches. Um, yes. And I think we've really hit on something here about this busyness. It's yes. like, you know, have you taken prayer out of the church? How many churches now are just spending time in prayer? How many churches, right. you know, and I could go off on all this and I don't really want to. But I, it's okay. I, really, I really think that the church got real busy, you know, busy doing yes. all these things. But yet... Did you forget the loss? Have you forgotten that, you know, and, and mm-hmm. we look at our own lives and if people are just spinning, they're just spinning, just so busy, but they're not really mm-hmm. walking in what God's called them to do. They're going to be miserable. The greatest joy but, in life is walking mm-hmm. in what God has created you to do. Yes. And to keep on doing it. I, you know, Kathleen, I was, um, it's been a few years ago, but I was visiting a church, and um, they were they had this big building plan under you know underway, and they were building a gymnasium, and they were building you know they were putting you know a, a coffee store in the building, and they were doing all this, and and I they were worried about what kind of chandeliers they were going to have, and I, there was a church almost split because one wanted green carpet, and one wanted red carpet, and I had been t- asked to come in to do. Um, a burdens of blessings is just kind of try to do some healing and 
I went in and I was talking. I was just asking different questions. And finally, you know, to one of the head deacons in the church, I said, well, you know, what? why all this building? If it's causing so much aggravation, if it's causing your church to split and your focus to be so lost, why why continue this? And he goes, Oh, well that's an easy answer. If we don't if we don't have a gymnasium, we're gonna lose we're gonna lose our people to a church that does have it, that is bigger. That, and I just blew my mind. I was thinking, Oh my gosh, we've lost the focus on why people should really be coming into church. I mean, I get the gymnasiums, I get that it's a great place to have people, you know, the the, the believers fellowship and all that, but you know, the the primary source of the church is to bring in people. It's like a hospital for all of us to go in, to hear the word, to be healed by the word, to learn the word and go outside and, and pass along the word. And I think what you're saying is so true. What is the busyness that we have allowed to come into our lives that's causing us to lose focus on what is the true focus, which is Jesus? Exactly, exactly. You know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, someone might be listening today who, I think what God's doing, really, if you think about um, maybe this, you know, people are, you know, some are getting used to just watching online and doing this. This is so comfortable. And, and I think about our churches that are being built that, you know, you've got to have your la- almost a lounge chair along with, like yeah. you said, your coffee house along with, yeah. you know, right. and is that what God said? He says, take up your cross and follow me. And so instead what we're trying to do is trying to make it as comfortable, as easy, as and and I believe so many are in the church don't know the Lord. I believe that, um, you know, it's comfortable. You know, they've got friends there possibly. But Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me. And mm-hmm. um, and so it is a dying to self. I mean, it, it yeah. is a true dying to self. You know, I've lived a mm-hmm. pure life, <laughs> mm-hmm. the majority mm-hmm. of my entire Christian walk. And um, mm-hmm. it is dying to self. And what do you got to do? I mean, you die to yourself. I mean, people are like, you haven't this, you haven't that. You haven't. No. No, you die to yourself. Yeah. You die to yourself. You die to yourself. You die to yourself. And so mm-hmm. whether it's alcohol, whether I mean, that's a whole other subject, but that's what we're to do. So if we look like the world, how, why are somebody going to think we're any different? And I think that's why the Lord may be shaking the church, shaking it. It's like, okay, yeah. who who are my who are my true believers that are going to stand, who are still going to give during this time, still going to walk during this time, still going to, you know, of course I won't get into the showing up for church or not, or what God's led or who and all that. Cause I know every church's situation is different right now, but. Right. 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 You know what you said there, I wrote down uh, when you were talking, um, I, two things um, came to my mind. First, we must be different to make a difference. You said that in a different way, but you know, and that that's for for us as believers is to be different, not try to walk out telling people how to be different. We have to be. We're the ambassadors of Christ. We have to allow Him to make us different so that we can uh, make a difference. And then I just thought when you were talking about how you have to die to self, which is so true, and people don't want to hear it, but that is the truth. But here's the thing: is when you really love the Lord. Dying to what you want becomes so important to you because you want him reflected in your life so much. You want to stay such in alignment with him that even what you thought that you wanted, you're willing to let go if you know it's of God. And I wrote down um, your book is Dare to Believe Again, and I put you have to die to dare to dream, to fulfill that dream. that You have to die to self, but live to Christ. And when you do that, one of your scriptures that you love, which I love too, is Ephesians 3.20. Then what happens, Kathleen? Explain Ephesians 3.20 to our listeners. Oh, it is so true. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all we ask or think according to the power that works within us. You know, I began our program this morning telling you my focus was not on schoolwork. And I regret mm-hmm. that to this day. It was on guys. But, you know, even though I look at my school and go, you know, we didn't talk about ADHD much back then. I'm kind of glad. But I kind of do have that. So sitting still and all those things <laughs> in school were hard, very hard for me. And yet um, God can still use that in my life. I have lots of energy. But I never thought, I mean, never thought I'd be published, never thought I'd do all these things. You, you just don't know what God's going to 
do in your life. You know, Kim, a few years ago was a very difficult time, had nothing to do with men, (laughs) a very, (laughs) very difficult time in my life. I mean, every day I remember when I occasionally would get my nails done and I'd talk to my manicurist and she'd, I'd just start crying every time. I'd just start crying. Mm-hmm. She's like, how long are you going to walk? And How long? And I wondered yeah. how long. I, I wondered. I mean, I, I just wondered. It, life was hard. And yeah. little did I know that just two years later, down, the, you know, just a couple of years ago, that I was going to be in my own full-time ministry. I was, I've never been this happy in my entire life. I mean, some people put age, you know, oh, you know, the happiest time in your life must be when you're in your 20s. Oh, well, it must be when you're 30s. Well, it must be, you know, when you first get married or it must be, you know, whatever. But, you know, at this stage of my life, I never thought, you know, that I'd be happier than I've ever been in my life. So I want to encourage Mm -hmm. anybody that might be a, you know, wee bit past middle age or middle age or whatever you want to call it, you know, that life can be better. You just don't know what God has right around the corner. That we never get to a dead end with Christ. I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, okay, so, Kathleen, we only have about 10 minutes left, but I want to, well, actually about eight minutes. But So, so friends, at the end of it, I've tried to cover just, I mean, just really, really high points. There's so much in this book. But toward the end, she does have, Kathleen gives a dream plan. And um, D-R-E-A-M, Kathleen, let's talk about those just enough so that these uh, people will grab this book. Let's go through um, this acrostic with a dream. So if I meet, if I want to, if our listeners are here and they're like, I want to dream again, let's let's talk about some of that plan. What does D stand for? What is the first okay. thing that they need to do? Because I love the practical application you have in this book. What does the D stand for? What do our listeners need to start do right now? They need to decide. You know, some people just flat and going round and round and round and 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 they, they, you know, if you don't have a target, if you don't have a goal, you probably aren't going to hit it. So decide <laughs> what your dreams and goals are, and mm. write them down. I have, you know, you see there in my book, I have places to write it out, yeah. places to do. Yeah. So you first must decide. I mean, spend time with the Lord, like you said fast do whatever i mean do whatever it is to sit down and say god you know i feel like my life's just been spinning i'm tired why am i so unfulfilled why what is it and if you have this passion you know that's deep deep within you deep mm. within you keep asking god is this you god is this you god and and, pl- mm. and see what that is usually it's, it's your passion it's it's yeah. off it's often can be god's purpose in your life not always but mm. it it can be Right, it's worth exploring. So D is decide, be determined, be dedicated. Then R, rely. You know, um, we have live in a world that says pull. You know, get up out of bed. And we have all these motivational speakers that are out there. You do this, you do this, you do this, you do. This. And there's some there's some good points on you know reaching your goals, but you sure don't want to do it without the Lord. You must rely <laughs> on God at all times. You see, as you're seeking the Lord. God, am I supposed to do this? Am I supposed to all, you know, open this coffee house? Am I supposed to start this business? Am I supposed to write this? You don't want to be going down this path. It's not God's. And that's why mm-hmm. I say, and I say it over and over, God-given dreams. Is it God? Yeah. I remember when I first was going to write my first book, and I had a lot, you know, number of people like, well, I don't know if you should do that. I don't know. You know, I was like, okay, well, we'll just see. I know it's a miracle, but yeah. we'll just see. And I just started doing the next thing, and you do the next thing, yes. and you do the next thing. And then if it lines up with God's word, it's not anything against God's word, and he opens that door, then it was God. Yeah. You know, it was and, you're never, and you're, and you're never going to know until you start, you know. And that's the thing. If it's, if it's a nudging, listeners, if there's a nudging in your heart, you want to join the choir, you want to write a book, you want to, you want to just have a friend over for coffee and share your heart. You know, you've got to, you've got to decide to do it. And, and the scripture right here she's, that uh, Kathleen has, I love it, John 15, 5. 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. This is the fruit that's inside you, your dreams that God is wanting to ripen. And here's the thing. We do it for ourselves, but we find out as we follow God's will, it's always for someone else, too. It's so relational. So 
So D R E, I love too. So what is E, Kathleen? Enjoy the journey. You know, yes. we, we we just have today. So often, yeah. I mean, I am. I think when you do have some cleric in you, which I have some, you know, the goal-driven type people, yeah. um, I have some of that. I wish I had a little more, actually. <laughs> like, okay, turn that TV off, you know. And uh, and so it's like enjoy the journey. I um, I'm in a Bible Absolutely. study right now, and there's some precious women, and it's so neat because we have all ages, and we call it all stages of life, and it's so neat. It's mm-hmm. biblical, isn't it? And so yeah. one of the young girls in our group, very young, very young, and I said, well, as you get older, I think you'll begin to understand, just just enjoy today, you know, because you you, you think, oh, I'm, you know, I'm building that house, I'm doing that, I've got this dream, I've got that dream, I've got, you know, and we have dreams, and it's all good. It's just, if it's according to God, and, and it's his dream, mm-hmm. but, but enjoy mm-hmm. today. You know, to fall is in the air, and. Um, yeah. I, I'm just loving it. I'm just like, you know, enjoy enjoy your cup of coffee. Enjoy walking. Enjoy going out for a walk. You know, sometimes Absolutely. we just miss life because we're thinking about either yesterday or tomorrow. And Absolutely. enjoy today. And I love that. And I, and I love what you said, you know, get, get your cup of coffee or your tea. Go outside, smell the fall, look at the leaves. You know, look at the things. What is that scripture? Today is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. You know, God wants us to be happy or joyful. He wants us to be joyful and to see him. So I love that, and I love the way it just stuck right there in the middle of fulfilling your dream. And then A stands for D-R-E-A. What is A? Aim high and applaud your successes. Yeah, you know, if I had taken that advice, which frankly wasn't Kay Arthur, it was someone else who said, you know, you know, maybe just, you know, just write that article, just, you know, and that wasn't bad advice. Sometimes that's how you do, you know, so, you know, sometimes some people do have to get known by just writing an article or now today a blog or whatever. But I felt like, no, I believe God wants me to write this book, and um, aim high. I mean, aim high. <laughs> you never know what yeah. God's gonna do. Abe, yeah. I mean, you talk to people all the time, and I, you may want to share about, I don't know, how God had you start this television program. It's so neat. It's exciting. And I, I, yeah. um, so I don't know. How did God lead you in that? You know, it's, just, it's, so, it's so crazy. I can go all the way. You know, I, I will tell you how everything that I'm doing got started is I was walking around in my home. So miserable, feeling like that I could never fulfill God's plan for my life. I was I'd been abused too much. My life had been too bad. It was too hurting. I was too old. It was too late. And Kathleen, I started looking around, and I I started looking for women that I wanted to be like. And everything I do today began because I invited those seven women into my home. I brewed a, a pot of coffee, and I said, let's talk. Let's just, let's just talk because I need women like you in my life. I want to be more like you. I humbled myself. I was leading a women's ministry. I was going to church every week. I was trying my best to be everything God wanted me to be, but I wasn't making a connection. And that connection was when I stopped thinking that I had to pretend that I was perfect and polished and be on a platform, and I just reconnected with me. I, I, I was determined to dare to believe again that God could use me. And from that, you know, I started Sunday school and then the larger, you know, my own women's ministry. And that led me to, you know, just one step at a time. And God completely overwhelms me every day with the different areas that he allows me to share who he is in my life with others. So thank you for asking that. But it's just, it's little steps that we just take, little steps. And so for our listeners, it's like it can be, you might think that just sharing your heart with someone is selfish and it's like, oh, they don't want to hear. That's how I started. And Kathleen, it sounds like that's kind of where you started, by just sharing your hearts and in these books and things. So, you know, God did make you unique, and he does have a plan for you. And many times your greatest plan is wrapped up in all that hurt that you just have to dive into and see what God, how God wants to trans- transform that. Right, Kathleen? Yes. He, he wants to use your broken 
pieces in yes. your life. He wants to yes. use that. He wants to use. And um, I think, you know, uh, he would take a student that wasn't very smart like me, you know, to tell people, don't, don't, don't live in your past. Don't live in that. Satan right. wants nothing more than it's just to live in to say, well, I was a poor student or I was this or right. I, you're new in Christ. You're new in Christ. You don't know what gifts he may have given you. Seek the Lord. Game high. I mean, I loved, I was on Babby Mason's show just actually about a year and a half ago. Um, and she was, it was so neat to hear her talk. I mean, what an incredible voice. What an incredible talent. Oh. And she's yeah. just phenomenal. And she said, I'm, God laid on my heart to do a television show. And so yeah. she said, I was terrible. <laughs> she was just so cute, shared about it. She goes, but you know, <laughs> I've grown. It's been on now, yeah. I think, she said, 20 years. But you know, you know. You know, and God's laid on my heart to do these believe again moments. And so yeah. I started doing these. And so, I mean, I look back on them now. I've been doing them now almost about a year and a half, almost two years. And God just keeps opening doors. And people go, oh, I mm-hmm. love these. I love these. You know, they're 32nd and one minute features that not yeah. only put on social, but are airing around the country. And, you know, he just, I thought this, you know, I thought, man, I've got to do this better. I've got to, well, you keep improving. You keep doing and you right. you just keep moving forward because what god has in store for us the bible says as long as it's his power at work within us it's going to be on be beyond anything we could ever imagine or even dare to ask and we only have a couple minutes left kathleen the m for the dream i want our people to know is map it out to to move forward towards your goal but before we end here and Friends, I just, I have to tell you, you have to grab this book. It's, it's a book. It's also a study. Kathleen has questions at the end of each of the chapters for you to work through. And you can actually, I would, I would grab some friends and turn it into a Bible study. Meet at night and go through this. But Kathleen, I, the last uh, thing that I want to say about this, and then I want you to please share with people how, well, i tell you what, right now, take just a minute and share with people how can they, find you how could they reach out to you to find out about all the things that you do and maybe invite okay, you they can go to, to their my website mm-hmm. they can go to web, my okay. website very simple kathleenhardaway.com encourage them to follow me on instagram and twitter and facebook of course because i'm usually putting like we put out today we were doing this radio and you'll see what i'm speaking again and what and that and so yeah just go to my website you can email me through that and mm-hmm. um, i'd love to hear from you i think that's exactly right that's why i did the questions at the end for yeah. either individual study but i think it makes for a great group study i really do i've, I've had women that did it and uh, you know what i love there was a friend out of florida who just got with you know these were older women uh, you know that did it they were excited because sometimes right. I mean, our society puts so much emphasis on age, and yes. yet not in the Bible. Let's look at no. what the Bible with the people that oh. uh, at certain ages, you know. Oh my, um, ab- absolutely, and and you know, and every season is so important. And I wanted to tell our, our listeners, I want to spell that out for you. It's Kathleen Hardaway, H A R D A W A Y, because I think it's so important that they reach out and, and find you. Kathleen, it has been a complete honor having you. I want to tell our audience, you know, your last chapter, it, you know, it's it's all about not giving up, keep going, to dare to believe again. And then you, you talk about living again, getting out of your comfort zone. And so to our listeners today, I want to ask you, you know, what has this compelled you to? How has this touched your heart? Where is God leading you? You're listening to this for a reason. This is not by chance. You didn't just flip onto this. You're not just listening to this. But it's not coincidental. God has something in you, and he's wanting you to allow him to birth that, to seed it. He wants you to believe so he can begin to release his power within you, to do something beyond anything you could ever imagine. Here's the question. Are you going to sit here today or as you listen to this and just say, okay, one day, one day I will. Or are you going to look at yourself in that mirror and you go, no, this is day one. This is day one of a brand new life. You've heard Kathleen say, you are a new creature in Christ. In him, every day is a new day. So, friends, I would like to invite you to say, this is day one. I am going to step out. I am going to dare to believe again and allow yourself to be set free into the the true calling of this season in your life. 
friends, I want to thank you so much for stopping by for coffee. Kathleen, I can't thank you enough. I want to do it again. You'll be hearing from me. Thank you for this time. And listeners, thank you always for stopping by and joining me for coffee. Be encouraged, our friends, and keep the conversation going. Until next time, this is Kim Crable. I believe in you, but what's most important, God believes in you. Bye, everybody. See you next time on Coffee. Bye, Kathleen. Love you. Goodbye. Great meeting. To learn more about Kim's books, teaching materials, or to invite Kim to speak at your event, please visit KimCrable.com. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, to learn more, please visit KimCrable.com.